This January, over 750 OA members gathered in Los Angeles for OA's 50th birthday party. Events included keynote speakers, multiple long-timer panels, workshops, a big book boot camp, and even an appearance by Roseanne S. If you'd like CDs or MP3s of any or all of these sessions, go to OA50th.org and then follow the link to the recordings. That's OA50th, OA50TH.org. Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker tonight, Sandra. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandra. I'm a compulsive overeater. Leslie's not here, but I do want to thank her for asking me to come and share with you tonight. I have no idea what this is going to be like. I've been at home with sick kids since Sunday night. I've, I've left my house for two doctor's appointments, like, all week. I just feel like there's adults. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I, I really, like, you get, like, weird, like, cabin fever. I'm like, I, you know, I was thinking about, you know, just my journey here today, and it's, like, blank, like, nothing. I was like, oh, you know. So I really, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, but I have one story, and I'll and I'll tell you that. And I want to welcome the newcomers. I'm really glad you're here. We're really glad you're here. It's really hard to be new. It's really hard to, you know, whether you're you know, new for the first time or starting your abstinence over. Um, if you're here and you're in that situation, you know, we know you've, you're probably in a pretty good amount of pain. And, you know, this is a safe place, and there's just miracles here that happen. So hang on to whatever abstinence you have today, however imperfect it is, wherever you're starting, just start. And um, just to get the numbers out of the way, I've been coming to OA for about seven and a half years. I just celebrated four years of abstinence, and uh, I'm 60 pounds down from my top weight. And that weight has been pretty consistent for several years now, which is the real miracle that Nothing, you know, has not, you know, hasn't gone up high, hasn't gone down low, you know, it hasn't been that crazy. It's just been uneventful, you know. I have, I, I will say, in in this current abstinence, I have been 70 pounds down, and I'm just, I'm not today. And um, my food hasn't changed that dramatically. Nothing's really changed, so I don't know why. But you know, when I really surrendered this last time, you know, I turned my will and my life and my body over to the care of God. So what it does or doesn't do is kind of none of my business. Just, you know, what's on my plate, how I'm accountable to my sponsor, and, um, you know, the, the steps that I'm working, that's really what I focus on. And that, that really is a miracle today. So just to kind of tell you, like, why I'm here, I um, this is my first drug of choice, and, um, and then I chose a lot of other drugs later on. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I got here with, you know, 16 years in another program, um, kind of with this an issue with food, and I thought, you know, I needed some help, and I did need some help, and that, that was really the truth. And um, I kind of I arrived here um, not really as a newcomer, kind of, you know, I, you know, I did a lot of judging, 
I thought I knew better. You guys didn't work the steps or work in the book or study the book in the same way, you know, I was accustomed to. You know, just a lot of, um, I just kind of wanted a food program and, you know, to kind of tidy up my food a little bit and get it under control and, you know, kind of be on my way, really. You know, I came here. One of the first things that happened is, um, I guess I should tell you just to, you know, one of the first things that happened was that the um, obsession was removed, which I didn't know that that was going to happen. I didn't really know that. I, it never occurred, That happened to me with alcohol, but it never, ever occurred to me that the obsession of food would be removed. It just, I didn't even have a concept of what that might be like to not think about food all the time. It never occurred to me that that would happen. And, um, and that was just, you know, a complete gift from God. I did nothing to earn that. I did nothing fantastic. I didn't, I wasn't working the steps. I was, I was just showing up and I got a sponsor and I did what she told me to do, um, uh, for a while. And I, I lost my weight. I got to normal body size and, um, I was there for about two seconds and I about came out of my skin. I was so uncomfortable and, um, I, I, um, started eating again. I gained weight so fast. It was crazy. And, um, and that kind of is my story. I've, I've um, lost my abstinence several times in that, you know, three and a half, four years that I was here before this abstinence. You know, just to kind of go back a little bit, food really was always my first, you know, it always worked, always worked. Just to kind of quiet the voice, you know, just put something between me and the world so I didn't quite have to experience it, I didn't quite have to feel it. You know, whatever shut down my feelings is what I wanted to, you know, that's where I wanted to be. So I was not a big kid. I don't know why. I really don't know why. It was not for lack of eating food. I ate a lot of food. I binged a lot, um, and I wasn't a purger. And I was really skinny, and I just had one of those crazy metabolisms. After I had my first child, you know, I was... I don't know, I guess 13, 14 years in this other program. I, yeah, 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 something like that. And um, I thought, you know, having a child was going to be this real spiritual experience, you know, this. I just thought it was going to be really spiritual. And I um, experienced fear like I hadn't experienced in a really, really long time since I was out there. And um, and it really kind of took me by surprise. And um I um, just took back my life. I just took back my life and shoved God out because I, this was one thing, like being a mother, taking care of this child, feeding this child, you know, just being a mom, like I couldn't turn that over to God. Like it was just too big. Like I felt like I had, I had to do it. And um, that really started my downward, really my downward descent into hell Um, because it was, you know, I had, this huge spiritual gap in my gut and I started eating but I really started eating um and you know I was home with my child um isolated which is I think at the root of my disease isolation 
Um, that's why it's a miracle that I'm conscious at all after, you know, there's a part of me that was like, oh, good, I don't have to go anywhere all week. I can just, like, clear my schedule. I have a great excuse, you know, like, just hunker down. And, you know, there's just that part of me I'm always going to have. And um, that's why, you know, having regular meetings and commitments is a really good idea for someone like me. So, you know, here I have this child. And um, I'm just binging. I'm binging at home. And I have a sponsor. And I've worked the steps many times. I have sponsees that call me, and that when that phone would ring, I would just be like, oh, it was just like a million pounds. I would just look at, the, look at who it was. You know, it's like, I can't. I, maybe if, if I sponsored you, maybe you might get me once a week. Maybe. Um, and I just, I didn't return call. I was just, I was like checked out, checked out. And, and that was because of fear. It was fear. You know, resentment and fear that, that will just take me to the mat every time. So I um, ate, um, I gained a lot of weight. You know, that's that's probably when I gained, you know, 40, 50 pounds. And um, I had, you know, I got pregnant with my second child. And, you know, it was just more of the same. And after that child was born, I just thought, you know, I, I, I was the kind of mother that made... All my child's baby food, all organic, homemade. I was completely particular about food, like what kind of food my children could eat. And I was, like, going to 7-Elevens and every drive through possible. You know, it was, like, insanity. Like, I knew in the back of my head, like, it was just really a weird existence. And, you know, and it was kind of how I grew up, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Like, I didn't really think there was really, as long as I was doing the right thing for them, I could act completely different. Like, there's there's a disconnect there, you know. <laughs> and um, so that really kind of snowballed into um, having this ideal of what kind of a mother I had wanted to be and I had imagined myself to be and that I could be someday, tomorrow. You know, I'll do better tomorrow. You know, that is like the killer. As soon as I hear my head say on anything, whether it's exercise, um, committing my food, eating what I've said I'm going to eat, getting to a meeting, anytime that voice goes, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. I'll do it. You know, that's like killer for me. Um, I know I'm in trouble. And, um, and, you know, I, it's funny because, like, today there's these little red flags that I have because I can't see my disease. That's, that's the crazy thing about our dilemma is that we really don't have the ability to see our own disease. So I hope that you all have a sponsor that is going to tell you the truth and um, that really just cares more about your recovery than your feelings and um, is, is not going to be just be your friend. You know, and that is working... Um, a program and working the steps and, and you know, is going to tell you the hard stuff because I really needed that. And um, I and I do need that. I need that today for sure. So anyways, what, you know, what, what really just got me here was, um, you know, that just deep demoralization of, you know, just, you know, looking at the clock, waiting for that nap time, you know, putting putting my kids down eating like I wanted to eat, alone in my house, um, and then, you know, hearing them wake up and just be like, oh, that's that, that resentment at my kids because they woke up from their nap. I mean, you know, 
that is not the mother I wanted to be, you know, and just can't wait. And then, like, watching the clock until they go to bed. And, um, you know, my husband's working late and, you know, and hiding the bags, the fast food bags, you know, in the bottom of the garbage. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. I just didn't want him to see how I was eating. And, um, and I just, I just wanted to be left alone. But I had these two kids. I had these responsibilities. I had these sponsees calling me. I had a, you know, a sponsor that kind of giving me a, a lead, a long lead to kind of choke myself. Cause, you know, it, you know, and it's that we just read here today that, um, basically no, no human power can relieve this disease. And, um, I think that was the wisdom of my sponsor as well. Like, she knew that she couldn't do it for me. I had to want it. And it's, you know, how I sponsor today, too. It's like, I, you know, this disease is so pervasive. Um, this, you know, compulsive overeating is, you know, for me infinitely more difficult and challenging than any other addiction I've, I've um, had to deal with in my life. And, you know, because, you know, we have, to, we have to eat. There's just those little thoughts. I love another member says that insane thoughts appearing as common sense. And um, it is just so true over and over all day long. You know, just these little innocent thoughts. And um, if I am not in the middle of this program and, you know, really close to that beam, I'm going to be in trouble really quick just because it's the head I have. So I'm really grateful for every abstinence I've lost. Because it's, you know, every time I, um, well, let me just tell you how I just actually came. Uh, this is my life, you know, with my kids. Now, I'm familiar with 12-step programs. I knew it was just a matter of time. I probably spent two years going, I'm not going to that program. I'm not going to one more program. I'm not going to do it. You know, like, and any time I say I'm never going to do that, oh, I say that. Because then it's just, it's going to happen. You know, it's like that. So I looked in the book online or I had a meeting directory somehow I don't know there was a meeting down the street it was at 7:30 on Saturday morning I could like I didn't want a way to interfere with my family at all you know I could like sneak out to the meeting and come back just kind of just like I didn't want to didn't want my compulsive eating to affect my family I didn't really want the recovery to I just like wanted to kind of fly under the radar all the time so um you know, I went to this meeting, and I got a sponsor there. I knew what to do. I got a sponsor, and like I said, you know, the obsession was removed um, pretty quickly. And I started, you know, I got a food plan, and I don't even remember what it was. But I followed it until, um, you know, I lost my weight. And, um, and then I just, you know, I started changing what I was doing. I got really, really uncomfortable and uh, gained my weight back really fast and, um, you know, had several other sponsors, just went through sponsors and every time I came back, I surrendered a little bit more. I picked up a little bit more of the program because I really did. I just came here with this attitude like um, um, I just, I had such like judgment and, you know, I needed that protection. I didn't, you know, I didn't have the food. I needed the, I needed to just, like, do this in my life, you know, just whether it was with food or with attitude or whatever, you know, um, just that, that fear. So I, uh, you know, every time I came back, I, like, I was defeated a little bit more and picked up a little bit more, did more, like, was a little bit more willing 
And the last, you know, the last abstinence before this, like I, you know, I, I think life just got that it was the pressure cooker. You know, I I wasn't working the steps with my sponsor, and you know, I wasn't in the literature, and I eventually just and I was my abstinence. I think was like you know three meals, two snacks, and um, no white flour and no sugar. But I could eat whole wheat. I, I could eat un, you know. Uh, fruit sweet and stuff, you know, so I was like binging on cakes and cookies and stuff like that that didn't have sugar and white flour in it, but I was, you know, I was binging, and it was Thanksgiving time, actually, four years ago, I was, you know, I was standing in front of um, pumpkin pie, which I'd had pumpkin pie the week before from Whole Foods that was within my abstinence, because it's that time of year, and it's around, and you can get those pies that are, you know, that's like a snack. And um, so I'm, I'm at Thanksgiving. I'm at my parents' house, and, and there's pumpkin pie. And there was, like, no mental defense. There was no – to me, there was, like, no difference. The line – I had blurred the line so much that I don't know how much – I don't remember how much abstinence I actually had at the time. But, you know, it was – I, I was at a normal body weight at that time again. And, um, and I just – you know, I, I – like, the keen thinking was, you know – I'm just, it won't be a problem. It's been a long time since I've had sugar. It's not going to be, you know, I'll just only eat, like, like nice sugar, like good sugar, like really, like, fine sugar, you know, like not, I don't know what, you know, whatever that was for that to be justified and okay. And, um, you know, then I had this, like, four days at my parents, like, just the thinking and the, you know, and eating and the sugar and the, this and every, like, every few hours, like, that bar got moved out and moved out. And then I just face down in that sugar. Like, whatever, you know, back at 7-Elevens, Hostess, Ding Dong, whatever, you know, was, you know, whatever, and soda and stuff that, you know, like, crazy, crazy drugs. Just drugs. It's really like heroin. You know, and it was like 35 pounds in like a matter of weeks. Just so fast. And um, I didn't I didn't have to go all the way back up to the top because I, I, the rate I was gaining weight, it really alarmed me. And I just, I thought, oh, I can't believe I'm here again. And I really wanted to be abstinent. I didn't want to be living my life this way because, you know, I'm the same mom now that I was years before. And, you know, I'm just back to that life. You know, my life's just draining out my sleeve. Um, and not being able to feel my pulse, not being able to feel the pulse of anybody else, you know, and just not being able to, you know, I have this fantastic husband who's in program. I have these fantastic kids. I have a great life. You know, there's nothing, you know, I kept writing. I'm, you know, I'm eating, and I'm writing, like, what's wrong? Like, what, what, you know, just trying to find the thing out in my life to fix so I don't have to eat this way anymore. And, you know, I'm looking around my life, and I'm thinking, all the checks are in place here. You know, there's really nothing wrong. Uh, and this light bulb, I'm like, maybe I'm a compulsive overeater. Like, I said, maybe that's just it. I'm just a compulsive overeater. That, and this is a disease. Like, this isn't like, I'm not just eating because I don't feel good. Or I, you know, I, I'm having an emotion. I don't want to, you know, I think that's a component of it. I certainly use food for that, those purposes. But, but really... You know, just the bottom line is like, I'm a compulsive overeater, and this is a disease that I'm powerless over. I was like, oh, oh, like I, you know, okay, that's three and a half years of like constantly, you know, it took me a lot. 
to have that surrender, really, like to my innermost self. And um, I still didn't get absent right away. And I'll tell you, it's, it was about six weeks of, to a couple months maybe, of just really, just real hell, of just not being able to stop having that awareness, not being able to stop going to meetings, looking for a sponsor, like my life depended on it. I just wanted somebody to help me, somebody to take me through stuff. And I swear, every single meeting I went to, like, people were full. They weren't taking sponsors. I mean, I, once I got sober, it seemed like every meeting I, I mean, or abstinent, it seemed like every meeting I went to, there were people raising their hands to sponsor. And I'm like, there wasn't anybody raising their hands to sponsor when I was, I was dying. You know, I just remember, I'll never, ever, hopefully, forget just that moment standing in my house, not being able to stop eating and wanting so desperately to be abstinent. And just that fear, that fear from head to toe of like, I may never get abstinent again. This, that may have been it. Like, this may be as good as it gets. And I was like, oh, my God. I just always assumed I could come back. And um, it really just shook me to my core. So when I eventually found, I was stalking this one old-timer, who I really wanted, I really wanted what she had, and I was just stalking her, and she was really full. She gave me to one of her sponsees, who was also full, but um, was going to help me find somebody. And this went on for, like, weeks and weeks, and I'm, like, dying. And so I'm on vacation, and I get a call from this woman that's helping me find a sponsor, and one of her sponsees has an opening, and it's good as, you know, if do I want her number? And I was like, great, give me your number. And I'd never met her. I just, I called her, and um, and we talked for like an hour. And I, I, you know, I didn't know who this person was. It's going to make me want to cry. Um, but she could just see my disease clear as day because I was baffled. I was so baffled by this thing. I was like taken to the mat. And um, she, I just, I felt like, oh, I thought, okay, I'm just going to do whatever this woman tells me to do because I am out of answers. I was so, so I am so grateful for that. Like, just the depths of my despair, you know. I, I don't think I would be here today if, if I hadn't, you know, struggled, those, you know, searching for that sponsor and soon I was like, okay, I got one. Someone's willing to work with me, you know. I'm going to do whatever you say. Like, desperate like the dying are. And um, so... And she asked me to do some really outrageous things, like get up at 5 in the morning and go to three meetings a week, and we're going to do this writing, and you're going to call me, you're going to write down your food every morning. You're going to write down your day and your commitments in that day. I mean, it was like this whole thing. I was like, and I, was like I wanted to say, like, I got two kids. I got another program. I'm like, you know, are you kidding? Like, but, you know, I just, and what came out of my mouth is I said, I don't know how I'm going to do all that, but I'm going to just do it one day at a time. And I so meant it. It was like the first time in my life that um, I just, I didn't know what the next day was going to look like. I didn't know if I was going to be abstinent. I didn't know. I just thought, just for today, I'm just going to do what this woman's asking me to do and trust that how to get to the next meeting is going to open up. And that's just that's just what I did. And, you know, it's been four years, and I still get up at 5 a.m. I still commit my food in the morning. I have an hour and a half in the morning before my kids get up. Because I would get up, like, my kids' feet would hit the ground, and then they would come wake me up. And then I would start my day. And, like, maybe I would meditate. Maybe I would pray. Maybe I wouldn't. It depended on, you know, it was kind of out of desperation. Like, when I was really in pain, I would do those things. But that wasn't like a... 
a daily maintenance kind of thing for me, you know, for 16 years in this other program. You know, I just had never done that. And it wasn't until this disease really took me down that I really started living one day at a time for the first time ever. Uh, you know, I really got what that meant and what the immense spiritual gift is in living that way. Like, I just didn't get it. You know, I thought I was. But this just redefined it completely. You know, my food, you know, it's just been a journey with my food. And how I eat is, and what I eat has evolved. And it's been a really slow process of my sponsor, um, as she likes to call herself, is just like a witness. to, her f- And that's exactly what she is. Because I call her with my writing, I write a letter to God. She also had me write a letter to God with things, three things I'm grateful for and three things I want help with that day. And um, I still do that. I, and we've been going through this, you know, this writing. I've been going through the, the, um, a lot of AA literature, OA literature, and I've just fallen in love with the literature. I've just fallen in love with this program in a whole new way. And, um, and that has been really such a gift. Um, and, you know, just to go back to my food for a minute, you know, because I'm calling her every day with how I am. And so every day she's hearing, you know, how I'm doing. And she's hearing my food, what I'm eating. So when I um, so when I call really emotional one day about something that I wasn't emotional about the day before, and she would say, you know, she might say really lovingly, like, you know, maybe you want to take a break from whole wheat toast with butter for a little while. Like, that might be affecting your perception. And... The willingness that I had, I just was like, okay, if it's between me and God, I don't need it. Like, fine, I'm willing to, you know. And there's things that I eat that she doesn't eat, and, and you know, there's things that she eats that I don't eat. But just slowly, over the course of time, like, I've discovered, like, what those foods are for me. That um, The other thing that surprised me is that there's foods out there that I eat, and I want to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, right? Like, I, it just sets up this craving. Then there's foods out there that I didn't know, that I, I don't have that reaction to, but what it does is it affects my perception. It just affects my serenity. It affects, like, how I feel about you, how I feel about how I feel about food in general. If I'm eating those foods as well, like identifying those foods was really, really important. Because what happened when, when um, my food got clean, like really clean, and now I eat food that, I'm not allergic to, and I eat food that my body, you know, sustains my body, and an amazing thing happened. My anxiety went away. I started sleeping through the night. I wasn't running around like Chicken Little, this guy calling, this guy, we have to, you know, what are we doing in L.A.? We're raising kids in it. we got to go, you know, like, you know, I just, what, you know, I was like, and, and I just, like, got into my body, I, you know, I really, like, got into my body, and um, it has been a fantastic journey. Um, my husband is new in this program, so I got to watch him go through his, you know, his bottom, and he might not be done, I don't know, um, and that's the other gift of having these relapses that I've had, is that I have immense compassion and lack of judgment for the people I sponsor, the people sitting in these rooms that relapse, and, you know, watching him with his food, it just wasn't, it wasn't about me. It wasn't that he didn't want to be connected to me. It was like his, it was about him and his, 
it, and I really, I didn't have to, I never said anything about it. I didn't have to judge him for it. it just, I just had even more compassion and love for him. And um, that's, that's a miracle. And he just watched me. You know, he watched me. And that's all I could do is just be an example. And it's true with, with the alcoholics in my life. You know, there's a lot of ism all over my family, um, just everywhere in my life. And um, I just get to be an example or just take care of my life, you know. And I'm not doing it to be an example. I'm just doing it because that's the best life I can have. And it's the best tone I can set in my house. It's that I want to be connected to my kids. I want to keep my side of the street clean. So when my husband's available to have a relationship, I'm, I'm available. And the same thing with, you know, that happened with my dad. It's like I just had to, like, the people that are the hardest to have a relationship with in my life, if I am connected to my life and it's open for anybody to be a part of, then people come when they're ready. It's like, you know, and I have a relationship with my dad today, and I, I'm not going to go into that, but that's a real miracle. And he feels safe in our relationship. And I, I think I'm probably the only person he actually feels safe with in his entire life. And he, you know, that that's a gift. And the fact that, you know, my husband on his own made a decision to get, to come to this program, and um, he is he's really changing a lot. He really wants a spiritual life. And he's, it doesn't have anything to do with me. Like, I'm out of the way. You know, when I try and help and fix and give my advice, the people closest to me aren't going to hear it from me. Like, that's not my business. You know, standing in front of the light is what I wind up doing. So I just got to, you know, step aside and let them do what they need to do. And um, and it's, I'm not going to lie, it's painful at times um, to watch the, the destruction of this disease. It's really, really horrible. But I know that slowly, you know, it took me a long time, um, and there's no race here. It's just today. I'm abstinent. My food was clean today. I um, called my food in. You know, I, you know, I took care of my sick kids. You know, life is really good. And, um, you know, I knew when I was coming here, like, it's like, oh, I really need a meeting. <laughs> and um, so I'm really glad that, I had this commitment because my husband's home. Now, he usually goes to a 6 o'clock meeting, but since I had this commitment, like, I got to come to a meeting, and he's home with his sick kids, so, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> um, anyways, there's a few minutes for questions, but I just want to thank you for making this 12-step call on me. make an espresso first. <laughs> what, I, what exactly I do at 5 in the morning. So, um, you know, just recently it's changed a little bit, but I'll tell you. I, seriously, I make my espresso first. <laughs> and then um, I, depending on where I am in the steps, I read that literature. I'm, I'm on step 12 right now, so I'm reading, you know, I read the literature and then I write on that literature, kind of whatever comes up. I write a letter to God. The three things I'm grateful for, three things I need help with. And that's also kind of shifting because uh, I, I really, it's like, it's simple for me, not like this, the spiritual program. Uh, my, my prayers are just really simple right now, just really, thy will be done. And, um, and that is, you know, 
we hear that all the time, but I I think I am different and more special. My prayers have to be more elaborate and um and you know what, that is really like the most humble I think I've ever been like just the as far removed from trying to orchestrate my life as I've been. So that's working right now. So I write a letter to God. I write my food down. I look at my day. I don't write I used to write my day down, like because I would just overcommit and be crazy and commit food that I couldn't actually get to or didn't have or, you know, and then I just would eat whatever or be constantly changing my food. So so this sponsor just had me, like, write down my day and uh, and plan my food, like, together. Like, to, you know, she always used to say, if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, you know? <laughs> like, do you need to go to the grocery store? Like, make sure you have the food. So, um... My husband's been getting up with me in the morning, and we've been having 30 minutes together. We've been meditating together, and we've been trying for four years to do this. And he's, uh, it's finally, he's finally actually getting up and doing this, and it's been really fantastic. But I meditate, and then I take my um, calls. I take I, my sponsors call me, and um, I call my sponsor before 6:30. Well, but it's uh, 6:50. What your concept of well, your relationship, whatever it is, with God was before you got to the programs in general, and how it's changed from the period before the other program, but not here. Well, I got to the other program when I was 18, so I didn't really have a need for a God. You know, I was just crash and burn, baby. You know, I was like, and it was a whole new. I wasn't raised with the religion. We went to church for like. A nanosecond, I think, and then all of a sudden we just, it stopped. And I, I, every once in a while I kind of ask my mom, I keep thinking she's going to, like, really tell me the truth about that. Like, but she just says, you know, my dad just decided he didn't want to go, or which is, I'm sure is true. So I got to the program, and they said, you know, pick a God, any God, as long as it's not you. The group was my higher power for a really long time because I was crazy. I was crazy, crazy. My, my head constant, constant, like, um, and just frantic in life, frantic, like fear, like just anxiety, like what's going to happen? What do I need to do? What do I need to fix? How, how do I need to organize my life so I can feel okay? And um, I would come, you know, I would sit in a meeting and there would be like calm in the meeting. I could see, like there was just a power bigger than me here. Like I knew that. I knew like for this hour, the hour and a half, whatever time I sat in a meeting, I felt, I felt safe. I don't know that I felt serene. I felt safe and I felt hope. Um, so I went to, you know, 10 meetings a week. I was in, I just went to meetings all the time. You know, being the good addict that I am, I wanted more of that feeling, you know. So, um, but you know what? It's been a long time. It's been, you know, almost 24 years and it's just been a, a real roller coaster of, I mean, I've had a lot of spiritual experiences. So I need to wrap up. Um, I've had a lot of spiritual experiences that I have intellectualized away. I don't do that anymore, uh, which is a real gift. And, um, you know, for a while, I, when I met my husband, our relationship was kind of based on seeking a relationship with God, and we kind of hooked up with this woman, and we went and meditated with her, and we kind of got hooked in with her for a while, and that was really, I was learning how to pray, and I was learning how to meditate. It was Those were the things that I learned from her. She was in program, but it just enriched my program a lot. I had a sponsor at the time that really encouraged me to, you know, go seek. Just go seek wherever you're – and and I did. I, I, you know, read a lot of books. I went to a lot of 
places to learn how to pray and meditate and, you know, figure out what this relationship with God. But i got to tell you, I'm going to wrap up with this stuff. It wasn't until I worked step two in this program that I felt like I really came to believe for the first time after all that seeking and all those years. And, of you know, I, it, and it all worked. It wasn't like none of it worked. But I got to this place where I really, having the obsession for food removed and having a daily conscious contact and having seeing the, the struggles that, you know, I, I have with food and then how that, you know, just... Like, I I can't even, I don't really know, I'm not describing it very well, but the immediacy of food and this day and how I can even be abstinent for this day and be in this day and connected. Like, I really had a whole, um, I really got to see, like, that there is a a God that, um, that I can rely on that's personal to me, that is powerful in my life like I could see that it all you guys all had that and that was fine but I felt outside of that somehow and um like I really like worked step two for the first time I really got step two and I think it had a lot to do frankly with reading the literature reading AA comes of age and just like the real miracle of this program and and that I'm supposed to be exactly here like this is you know there was a time where I thought maybe I was supposed to do something loftier and frankly more spiritual than than 12-step program and it just I just feel like this is this is where like every disease I have like God gave me this this is my this is my road this is my journey I can come to a meeting any day of the week and help somebody like what could be better than that like I feel like my purpose is just unfolding and I I can just step aside and let that happen so anyways I don't know if I answered your question but That's it, right?